Hello, I'm your host, Rebecca Kramer, and welcome to my podcast, She Hustles, the show where I share my knowledge and bring on industry experts to discuss their secrets and mine for growing your business exponentially. I have been working with personal brands, small and medium businesses for the last 18 years, helping them do whatever it takes to be visible and grow their brands. These podcasts are filmed every week on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, so please make sure to join my free Facebook group, Social Selling Growth Masters, to join in on the conversation live. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to my live recording of She Hustles. Today, I'm really excited. I have Kathleen Babcock with me. And Kathleen, you have been a sales pro for a long time. You are an entrepreneur and you know what, you know what to do when it comes to sales. So today I would love, I would love for us to be able to share some of that, that fabulous knowledge with people who are watching. So maybe I'll let you introduce yourself. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm Kathleen and I started a sunglass business when I was in college 30 years ago. I know I make it look good. And uh, so basically I went from having a weekend little roadside stand to having 13 sunglass stands and we traveled around the United States. We we were like pirates and bums. It was fabulous. And we did roadsiding. So we did gas stations, shopping malls. We partnered with them and then we um, started doing military bases, shows and events. And I had 13 sunglass stands and I would make like six figures in six months. And then I'd go to like Bali, Thailand, you know, I'd go just go have fun being young and making some cash. And, um, you know, it just sort of all went from there. And I, I learned very early on, I was like a pitch, kind of a pitch person, you know, so I've done all sorts of direct sales to, to customers and I've sold all sorts of stuff over the years. So I'm pretty seasoned with that kind of thing. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, for sure, you would, you would definitely have to have to be. So I guess, what would you say would be the like the experience that gave you the most success? when it comes to growing like was there a certain a certain thing that you learned or did you have a certain job before or how did you how did you get successful well thank you i i you know that's a great question and i really would say it it came down to my desire to excel and be successful i had a single mom so i learned very easy early on if i wanted something i had to work for it you know like i remember being in high school and my friends would have new sweaters and new new boots and i'd be like mom i need some new new clothes for the winter and she'd be like well we we don't have the money for that and I'm like what you know I'm a kid in high school I, I didn't understand what that meant and I was always just sort of loquacious like I was just sort of talk I always had a lot of energy so my first job was uh on the phone was selling vitamins and I remember this I was I think a senior in high school and I sold like seven hundred dollars and uh, to one person, which I graduated a, a while ago. <laughs> We're talking like thirty years ago or twenty eight years ago. So that was a ton of money back then. And and the people were like, how did you do that? You know. So I always just had this ability to communicate to people. So I think the thing that really started me off was I was extremely motivated. I grew up with a lot of rich friends and, you know, I saw this, this life that I wanted and I saw my mother struggle and I just decided I, I didn't want that for my life. And so it was really first my purpose, my desire, my passion. And then I just started selling stuff and it just, 
I was in art school, you know, I went to the School of Museum of Fire Arts in Boston and, you know, I was waiting on tables, putting myself through college. And then the sunglass opportunity fell on my lap and I started making like 800 bucks on a weekend. Like that's a lot of money back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I dropped out of college on year three. I got a car, I got a little minivan, a little Toyota minivan, and I started recruiting people and I grew my business to 13 booths and we just literally traveled around the United States and and I just started selling, you know, I just really learned very quickly how to sell. It was just natural for me. And I always kept my eye on my targets, my goals, my purposes, and that would just excel, accelerate. And I always would name my product. I'd be like, well, I want to make this much money or I want to go here. I want to have this. And I learned if I just went and I worked hard and I applied myself and I sold, then I would get the fruits of my labor. And mm -hmm. that's just how it kind of all went. So you set goals and targets for yourself, even though it was it was just you that was responsible and accountable. Absolutely. I again, I learned from a very early age that if I wanted something, I had to go work for it. And, you know, I think I think these days it's a little different, you know, with the Internet and this and that. I think, you know, probably the younger the younger generation now, you know, things are a little more instantaneous. But back then you if you wanted money, you had to work, you know, you couldn't just go on, you know, sell something on the internet or whatever and get money. You had to literally physically go work. And I was just lucky, you know, that I just could sell. I don't know. It's just something that I was born with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I know what you mean, because I feel like I feel like I maybe also came from a family that didn't have. And so I've had that same that drive as well. I mean, it's it's crazy what something that motivates you will cause you to, to do. And I think really that motivation doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be that you're born with it. It could be that you're impacted by something in your life that drives you towards that. Right. I agree with you a hundred percent because I think that the fact that we always, my mother was a nurse. So when she was going through nursing school, she was a nanny for these extremely wealthy people that literally built Rhode Island. I grew up in Rhode Island. And um, so she, she, they had five children. So she was their nanny and she went to nursing school. And then when she graduated and became a nurse, we lived on their property. They had like a house, it's a, you know, nice little house. And um, she didn't work for them anymore. She was a nurse, but I was best friends with their youngest daughter and there was horses and in-ground pools and trampolines and I mean, just some, like a mansion house. And, and I was like, whoa, okay. I'm like, this is better than what I have. And, you know, I got a taste for that at a young life. And I just, again, saw my mother struggle. And I just really decided very, very early on. I gosh, I, I, I would think from maybe five or six years old, I just was like, I'm going to have that life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't know. That's that, that did prompt me to work and surround myself with very successful people and work extremely hard. Yeah, no kidding. It sounds like it. Yeah. So what I, what advice would you give to, to someone who's new at this? Maybe they do have the same drive or the same motivation, but they just they're new to sales and they want to grow. They want to learn how to sell, I guess, quickly so that they can. I mean, sales is you do sales because you want to make money, right? Yeah. Well, I would say, you know, if someone's young and they're starting off, first name your goal and your target. Like, what's your purpose, really? What makes you get up in the morning? What makes you want 
to succeed because if you have that there, write down your goals, you can write them down once or twice a day. Most people write them down twice a day in our community. You keep that there, you keep your vision there. And then as for learning, I mean, I think it's it's going to kind of depend on like, you know, we, we do Cardo New. Um, that's a great resource for learning. They have it all broken down very, you know, very systematically. And, you know, there is a bit of a difference between selling in person and online. But, you know, the, the basics of, of selling are there, you know, would be greets. Hi, how are you doing today? You know, or if you're in the mall, what brings you to the mall today? Don't ever say, can I help you if you're in the mall? Or mm-hmm. what are you looking for? Oh, I'm just looking. Never say, what are you looking for? Because you'll get shut down right there. You always want to ask a question. This is live sales, by the way, that you'll get an answer back. So yeah, what brings you to the mall today? And then you qualify. Well, you know, I came because it's my my husband's birthday and I'm looking for a gift. Oh, okay, cool. So, you know, and you, you look at, you look at what's in front of you, you know, and if it's like an older woman, then um, let's say I sell shoes at Christmas. So if it's an older woman, I might just look at her and say, okay, well, you know, does he work from home? Is he retired? Well, yeah, he works from home. Well, listen, I have this amazing lot, you know, so you start to qualify, you demonstrate your product, you make your proposal, you know, and if it's a long-term sale, you'll put it in writing. But if you're in front of somebody and it's, you know, not a big thing, you go in for your clothes, you will listen, yeah. let's bring it up. You know, it's 75, blah, blah. Okay, good. Close the offer. And then you can always follow up and follow up. If you if you're selling direct, there's an, an immense power in getting your customers emails and their phone numbers. I have made thousands of dollars. Probably I started implementing this probably five or six years ago, just getting my customers phone numbers. I, I do it old fashioned. I have a book and I write everyone's name and phone number. And if they're like a VIP for my store, I'll put them in my phone. If you're doing online sales or whatever, or a bigger sale, then, you know, you're going to write up your proposal and that might be a, a longer follow-up sort of action. And it does take typically the, the normal consumer five to 12 touches to close on a cycle. So, you know, don't get discouraged. I always tell it's myself, lot, right? it is a lot, it is a lot. So like, you know, if you're, if you're, it's a little different if you're in a store in a mall, like, so if someone walks in and it's like their husband's birthday, they might, you might be able to close them right then and there. You probably usually have 50, 75% chance if you're really on your A game. But, you know, there are those folks who are going to go look around and, you know, you, then I would write down what they looked at with my name and my number and get them to come back. So I'm always going to write my proposal, right? Yeah. But if you're selling a larger item, like let's just say you're selling like, um, I, I sell massage chairs sometimes, you know, that's an $8,000 cycle, right? So yeah. that is when you write your proposal and that's when the follow-up really comes into play. And there's a ton of different ways to follow up. That's that's a whole nother conversation. But follow-up in sales is your lifeline and you you cannot get discouraged. Like I've been working on someone for, we're going on week seven now for, for, for an opportunity. And I just keep saying in my head, actually I'm working on two people. The average person takes five to 12 touches to close. So as a new salesperson, while you learn and you learn your skills, if you can just keep your list, keep your follow-up, however you keep your information, your CRM, just remember if they don't close right away, there's a, there's a whole thing in Cardonew that teaches you how to follow up creatively. Yeah. You don't ever want to do exactly the same thing. Videos work amazing. Like I shoot off yeah. videos all the time. And then you just keep in your follow-up. And, and as you grow and learn, your follow-up will pay off. So don't get discouraged sometimes if things don't happen right away. Just keep an interest. So I guess what advice would you give to someone who is practicing these things, but or not necessarily practicing these things, but you know, you know all the right things that you're supposed to do, but how like what how could someone get better at face-to-face sales? Like is there anything? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, there's there's different things. I mean, definitely you want to get your, your greet down. You want to get your communication cycle in. You want to be able to emulate, hello, what brings you to the mall today and receive an answer back because sales is a two-way communication, okay? So if you cannot, this is the most simple thing, if you cannot get your communication across clearly and be understood and wait to receive a communication back, then you've really not even gotten the first most basic step. Mm -hmm. It's the intention behind your communication. You know, you might say, what brings you to the mall today? And the person ignores you. And that's when you start to look at what's in front of you. It's, a, it's kind of an important thing. Like I can be a chameleon, you know, if I have like a younger person, I may be like, Hey, what's up, man? How, what, 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 bring, what brings you here today? You know, Oh man. And you know, or if I see an older lady and maybe she's, you know, got a, a Prada bag and Valentino shoes and I call them a skating rink on her finger, you know, I'm going to be like, good, good afternoon, ma'am. What brings you to the mall today? So you have to be able to look at what's yeah. in front of you and adapt your communication skills to that person and find a point of reality. So greet, qualify and then find the fact find find out what they need and want solve a problem for that person you know if you can solve a problem and you connect with them then you, the other part comes very yeah. easy so it's not just a tone of voice that you have to consider on social media when you're c communicating with your audience but also your tone of voice in real life now some business owners have ha been forced to over the last year which a lot of their business from face to face to going virtual. I guess what what has happened for you over the last year or have you transitioned anything that you're doing from in person to virtual? Yeah, well that's a good question. So we our, our sunglass part of the business was always shows events military bases. So that was closed for a whole year. First time in 29 years, this is year 30, I was closed. You know, I started this when I was really young and that was a tough thing. So um, in that manner, what I did was I joined the 10X Grant Cardone Mentorship Group last April. I'd been in the atmosphere for a couple of years, but that's when I really got serious about it. And I started his mentoring ships and then I did two with him and a marketing one with him. And then I slid into a marketing one with Alan and Rhett. And we had two calls a week last summer, and that was invaluable. And during that time, I just decided to try and get my sunglasses online. So we branded. I mean, it was a whole thing, branding, um, learning social media, learning uh, Instagram, getting on LinkedIn, um, learning how to do, you know, Facebook lives, Instagram lives. And I'm still not great at it, to be quite frank, but I'm learning, you know. So um, we've developed our vitality page. We post daily on that and it's growing. We're almost at 5,000 followers. Yeah. And six. so, you know, so I've been forced to learn. But you mentioned... You mentioned something you've been doing, doing things. It's not perfect, but you're doing them. And I think that that's, you know, so many of us, especially because online is so permanent in person, it's you have a conversation and it's gone, right? So many people are waiting instead of just doing it because they want things to be perfect. So that's amazing that you were able to actually do rather than, you know, wait and have it be perfect. Oh, thanks. I mean, I, I need to get better at that. Like, I really admire you. You are just doing with the Monet. And I'm, I actually videoed this morning and I was trying to edit it. And I was like, 
I, I had a, I had an appointment, so I had to go. But you know that that's my next that's my next learning curve is to how to get reels better and edit better and really grasp this this film part of it. That's that's a whole nother yeah. thing. So you're doing amazing. Reels at it. has been reels has been fun. Definitely been fun. You're doing great at it. I really admire. Thank you. It. Thank you. Now, yeah, you talked about you know you branched to different location, multiple locations when you were very young. And recently you've, you've started building a team, I guess, how did you go about expanding your business, whether it was, you know, in the past or recently, like, it seems to be something that you, that you do well at. Oh, thank you. You too, actually. You, you got me on your team. So, so, I mean, you know, for those of you who don't know, um, Rebecca and I do Monet together, and she actually got me onto her team. And then I reached out to some some people here in the Tampa Bay area, and they joined, and our my team has grown very, very quickly. And I think, you know, I think the thing is, it's finding um, people who are open to, to different things and that are hungry. Again, it goes back to you got to sort of have a little bit of, of purpose to you, because you can you can grow a team or have employees, and there's you're going to probably hire 10 employees and have maybe one or two that really have that passion and, and want to learn and take off. So it's sort of, you know, you have to be able to look at, again, it goes back to looking what's in front of you. You want to really make sure that you get people that are good communicators, that have purpose, that, you know, can can have a vision and make it go. If you hire people that just like to hang out and not work hard, or maybe they can't communicate very well, they don't, do they look at you in the eye when they talk to you? You know, do they look down around, you know, can they speak or are they like quiet? You know, you really have to just look at key indicators. Again, you have to look at kind of what's in front of you. Um, and some of it's your gut, you know, sometimes you can just look at someone and you, you're like, I've hired so many people like that come into my store and I'd be like, Hey, do you need a job? Do you want a part-time mm -hmm. job? You know, you want that person with that spark. And I know, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah, know, you like, need someone who's got that, even, you know what I mean? You're saying so, that you've hired people even that weren't looking for a job. But you just like their oh, personality. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh gosh, yeah. Like um, one of two winters ago, I had this this customer. She had bought stuff for me for like five years, and she came in, and I wasn't even open. It was the first time I was opening. She's looking through the window. We had this black, and we had a little hole, and she's like, and knocking on the door, and I let her. She's like, "Hi, I'm Melinda, and I I bought from you five years ago, and I put this wrap on layaway." And I'm like, "Oh my god, I totally remember you." And we we just got to talking, and she's a full time teacher. She makes a ton of money. She doesn't need a job. And uh, I was like, hey, do you want do you want to come work here part time, you know, help me out at night and on the weekends for fun? She's like, OK. And she did great at it. She had never sold anything in her whole life. But see, she had that that thing, that yeah. sparkle. So that that's one of the things I look for in a salesperson, that sparkle. You know, I get that. I get the feeling. Absolutely. And that, that's kind of what's happened here. I, I got one of my best friends and she's she's got the sparkle and she's got the drive. And, you know, she's just taking off like crazy. So. Yeah, guys, look yeah. for the sparkle. And so what would you say it would be one of the most kind of, I guess, a couple of the most important steps when you're, when you are, so yes, finding someone who sparkles, but you know, sometimes that's hard. You can't just find someone who sparkles. So what, what would be a couple things that, that people should do to find those people? 
Well, I think, you know, again, I'm learning the social media game a bit better, you know, really just try and post as much as you can. I've been doing great for my sunglasses and I'm going to really try and focus on my personal a little bit more now. It's as you know, it's Mm -hmm. a lot of work. It's like, you know, and just try to put your communication lines out, make your scope big, you know, your, your, your top of the funnel and it's going to, you just have to go through people and, and, and there's different kinds of people for different things. I mean, obviously if you need someone to, you know, maybe do your graphic design and make your, your posts for you or do you, that kind of thing, that's a different kind of person than what you're looking for, for a salesperson who's really going to excel. Do you know what I mean? Sure. But finding sparkles hard. It's hard. Yeah. Especially, you know, especially, and I know this is really real to you. If someone's really successful for them to come work with you, if you can't, meet their goals or expectations that they're the only reason why they come help you part-time maybe is because it's fun and they right. want to work with you. You know, it's hard to get good talent if, if you don't have that big game there. Massively difficult. It's very true. Very, very true. What would you say, what would you see say has been the biggest challenge for you when you've had to find people, um, find people for your team? Well, if we're talking, if we're talking about, the stores and that kind of thing, the biggest challenge for that particular thing, and it's probably going to be a bit different now that COVID is kind of getting Mm -hmm. over, but pre-COVID, the biggest challenge is finding people who can work during the day that will work for what a a mall sort of job pays, like $14, $15 an hour. And then I give my guys bonuses out of my own pay to to give them Mm -hmm. incentive. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, as for the new endeavor I'm in, um, I'm with Monet and it's, it's, it's direct sales. And, that what I'm running into is a lot of my my pipeline are people who are already successful. They make good money. They they're like, oh, I'll buy I'll buy the products from you, but really I I don't need you know I'm 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 good for what I am. So I'm trying to um, learn how to on the online now apply what I can do yeah. in person. So that's sort of what I'm I'm growing into and learning because that's what life is, right? It's it's evolution. Absolutely. And so how, how would you say the best way to overcome that would be? Well, I think, I think the best way to overcome it is to continue to learn. You know, if, if you're aware of what you don't know, then you're really ahead of the game. If you don't know what you don't know, then you're just kind of thrown in there blindly. I'm kind of aware at this point what I need to improve on and, and I'm really trying. And I think that, you know, you just got to keep an interest. You got to keep putting those, those planting those little seeds, and then you got to follow up and the follow up is the thing I think once you can master it and get keep it interesting and keep it different, you know, don't just email everyone the same thing or text them every day or whatever, yeah. you know, you can master that follow up and let, let a bit of you into it or, or what, what, what makes that person tick? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're trying to, if you're trying to get someone on your team and I don't know, maybe they, uh, they love to to sail, right? And maybe they they want products for their hair that will protect them in the sun and make it uh, not frizzy and not you you're know. Just, not, you're just trying to brag, aren't you? They love to sail. No, no, no. no I'm showing you. I'm, I'm showing you something. So so listen. Let's just say that's someone you're trying to get mm-hmm. on your team, right? What what I do is I'll, I'll I might send them a, a DM like, hey, you know, how how was sailing this yeah. weekend? That's it. Oh, great. You know, oh yeah, you got a nice tan. Yeah. Do you have sunscreen? 
yeah, I do. How does it work for you? Well, it's okay. But listen, I just came across this stuff at zinc. It's all natural. It smells like oranges. I have the most sensitive skin. I've been using it. You know, I was just outside for a month selling my shades and it worked out great. You know, my skin is great. You know, would you like to give it a try? And then once you can get this, the person interested in that, if they're not necessarily interested in opportunity, then you can also show them yeah. the opportunity. You know, so you just gotta, it's like a, it's like a monopoly game kind of. It's fun. Sales is definitely fun. Definitely. It is. And it's fun. It's fun when it's, it's fun when yeah. it's going like to me, it's a bug. Like I, like, you, you know, you have a good day and you hit it and you crush it and you're tired, but you're like, yeah. Man, that was fun. But when, but when it's not, when it's not all clicking, you have to keep your head up, right? You have to keep your, that's when your knowledge kicks in. Like, okay, good. So I made the proposal. I didn't close the offer. I'm going to follow up. What am I going to do to follow up today? Or what am I going to do to follow up tomorrow? Or what am I going to do to follow up in three days? How can I make it creative? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that is when as a salesperson, you have to keep your mind in the game and not get discouraged. You have to just realize it's, it's, there's a, there's a method to it. And you can, again, train on Cardone. You, you'll learn, you have your um, sales every morning. You have your, um, your, you and Jose Clubhouse. have that amazing it's amazing. It's amazing on Clubhouse every morning, guys. Nine fifteen. Her and her husband are there. You can log on, role play. They'll help you. It's her husband is amazing. Like that guy, he could sell anything. I think, and you're amazing. So, um, but yeah, just that yeah. kind of stuff. <laughs> Fabulous. Well, Kathleen, one last question for you. I want to know what are you the most excited about right now. I think I'm most excited about this next chapter of my life. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if this is really real to you or not, but the one thing the last year showed me is that if you can't change and pivot, that that's the biggest lesson I've learned. And, you know, I'm in the middle of my pivot. I'm not, I'm not where I want to be yet. Is it uncomfortable? Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes I think some of the most beautiful things happen when you're uncomfortable, you get out of your comfort zone and you kind of leave what you knew behind and you embrace something new and, you know, and I know, I know it's all going to yeah. happen and work out. So it's going to be awesome. I'm excited too. I'm excited for the next year. Very excited for you. And um, yeah, it's been amazing chatting with you. So thank you so much for your time today, Kathleen Babcock. Thank you, Rebecca Kramer. You're amazing. Oh, Role thank model. You. Very sweet. Very sweet. So guys, thank you very much for joining me and Kathleen as well. I will be here again next week at 2 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time for another live recording of She Hustles. Uh, don't forget to join my free Facebook group, which is Social Selling Growth Masters. And we'll see you again next week. Thanks so much. Bye.